episode number 169 of the Living Deliberately Together podcast. Hi, this is Shira Gura. Welcome to my podcast, where you'll learn how to get clear on what you want and get unstuck from what is holding you back so that you can go on living deliberately. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. And now for today's episode. Hi, my dear friends, and welcome to the episode today. So today I want to explore with you this topic of becoming someone that you are not. And the reason I want to bring this up is because I get asked this question as it relates to getting clear. So as you probably know, I created a tool called The Clear Way, and the tool is used to help you mentally prepare for any future moment. My book, The Clear Way, is set to be published on Tuesday, August 25th. I invite you to mark your calendars for this day as I am planning to offer the book on Kindle on that day for free. So you'll be able to download the book and read it right away. Anyway, the fifth step in The Clear Way is R for responsibility. And this is where you commit to being a certain way as you head into a future moment, no matter what unfolds. So let's say you are about to give a speech and you're really nervous. When you get clear, you may, in the R step, commit to being confident. But the question is, how do you be confident when you aren't in that moment feeling confident? Or let's say you want to speak to a friend of yours and you are anticipating the conversation not going the way you wanted and you get clear and you commit to being calm. How do you be calm if your natural default way of being is not calm or it's anxious? Or let's say you need to make a really big decision and you're afraid of the consequences and you get clear and you commit to being courageous or brave. How do you be that way when you naturally aren't? I want to share a story with you that happened just last week that relates to this And then I'm going to share with you an excerpt from my book that is about to come out next month. So I have a friend who lives in New Jersey, and she has been a high school math teacher for many years. Last year, she decided she wanted to go back to school to get her doctorate in educational leadership. She is passionate about helping kids K-12 through improve their ability and their love for math. She wanted to do research on this, and she decided to work with college students who are in foundational math classes with the hope that she could take what she studies and bring it to the lower school levels so there would be less young adults having to pay for developmental math classes later on in their lives. I remember my friend inviting me to her house one summer when I was visiting the States, and she was sharing with me her excitement about the doctoral program but that she needed a study question. She knew she wanted to work with foundational math students, but she didn't have a clear direction for her research. I remember suggesting that she study the unstuck method. I told her that I thought it would be a great tool to teach college students to help them get unstuck from math issues that they were having. Plus, it could be a tool that they use in other areas of their lives. And from what I remember, my friend was open to the idea, but she didn't know much about getting unstuck back then. And on top of that, she needed to have advisors to support her along the way. 
And it would only make sense if I would be one of her advisors since I created the tool. And she was a little nervous about mixing business with pleasure because doing a doctorate is really, really hard work. It requires hours of intense study and research. And she was a little nervous going into this. And she didn't want to have this come in between our friendship. Anyway, long story short, and with her permission, of course, I will tell you that she is now doing research on the unstuck method. And just last week, after months and months of doing her literature review and setting up her research proposal and working with her different advisors who are supporting her along the way, she had to do what is called her defense. She had to defend her research study with the hopes that if she would pass, she would begin her study this summer and then complete it and get her doctorate one year from today. And then hopefully her study would be turned into an article so that the unstuck method could be introduced into the academic literature, which is so exciting because one of my dreams is to be able to bring the work of living deliberately, both getting unstuck and getting clear, into the school systems so that Just like my friend said, kids could learn this early on rather than having to learn it later in life as adults, which is the population that I work with. You have no idea how many people say to me on a regular basis, I wish I could have learned this earlier on in my life. It could have saved this relationship, or I would have been able to get through this, or things like that. Anyway, my friend was really nervous about going into this defense, and rightfully so, I mean, having to defend your research study, the first one you've ever done in front of professors who have been doing this for a living for 30 to 40 years, is extremely daunting, especially when one of the consequences could be that they don't pass you, and you have to go back to the drawing board even after you've already put your blood, sweat, and tears into this proposal. So the week before the defense, my friend was saying to me how nervous she was, And I asked her if she would like me to guide her to get clear before the defense. Now, she wasn't familiar yet with the clear way, but she agreed. So we set a time to speak one hour before the defense. She called me and I asked her if she's ready to get clear. Only later did she tell me that she really didn't think that what I was going to do was going to help her at all, but she went with it anyway. What a good sport she is. So I walked her through the letters. C. Calm. I invited her to put her hands on her belly, and I walked her through a few moments of breathing. L. L is for lighten. So I asked my friend, what is it that you know? Going into this defense, what is on your mind? What is it that you know for sure is going to happen? And she told me she knows for sure it's going to be long, that they're going to discuss it way longer than she wants, they're going to make a lot of revisions, they're going to think she looks stupid for not knowing things or for changing things last minute. She went on and on about things on her mind that she already knew. And then I guided her to lighten her thoughts by changing her language. And she went back with each thought and changed each thought from I know to I have a feeling, because I reminded her she doesn't know anything for sure. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. We're not God. We might have a feeling something might happen, but we really don't know for sure. 
E, expect. I asked my friend, what are your hopes? What are your wishes? And she said, I hope it's not going to be long, and I hope that I pass. A, accept. I told my friend that in order not to get stuck, she needs to radically accept the opposite of her hopes and wishes. In other words, she's hoping that she's going to pass. And I said to her, you know, there is a possibility that they won't pass you. If you don't accept that possibility right now, you're going to get stuck if they don't pass you. So instead of getting stuck later, right now, can you radically accept that it might be a long process and that you might not pass? It took my friend a little bit of time to grasp this step, but at the end, she said, yes, I can accept that both of those are possibilities. R. Responsibility. I told my friend that no matter what, she can choose how she is going to show up. No matter what happens, no matter what the decision is, no matter what unfolds, she can choose how she wants to be. I asked her to give me three ways of being, and she said, strong, confident, and accepting. Now, she chose those three words most likely because those are words that she isn't being naturally. Maybe she's not always strong and not confident in front of other professors. Maybe she's not accepting when situations present in ways that she wouldn't want. But she wrote those words on a post-it and stuck it on her computer screen and told me she was going to glance at those words occasionally as a reminder of who she wants to be during her defense, which because of COVID-19 was on Zoom. My friend told me she felt so much calmer and so much more ready to go into the defense because she got clear with me first. And she invited me to be present at the defense, which I was able to maneuver my schedule to do so. I was so proud of my friend. She defended her proposal with confidence And when the professors asked questions, she was strong in her responses. And when the professors offered suggestions for changes, she was accepting of them. She was being exactly who she said she was going to be. And then the panel moved into a breakout room for 15 minutes to discuss while I stayed back with my friend. And I just reminded her of how powerful she just was as she manifested being the person she wanted to be. And I reminded her that no matter what the decision is, she can still be strong, confident, and accepting because that's who she wanted to be. 15 minutes later, the panel returned and approved her defense. It was an awesome moment to witness. Just the other day, I was reading through the manuscript of my book for the last time before it gets formatted and then ready to get printed and then proofed. And I came across this excerpt that relates to what I'm talking about, and I wanted to share it with you. It goes like this. You may wonder, how do I embrace this new way of being when it's foreign to me? First of all, the more you practice, the more familiar it will become. When you choose a way of being ahead of time, 
you can step into those shoes and ask yourself, what does a person who is being, whatever the word is, let's say it's grateful, what does a person who's being grateful do? What does a person who is being grateful feel and think? In other words, you don't wait for something to happen to make yourself feel a certain way so that you can be a certain person. Rather, you begin by taking responsibility for your way of being and allow that to dictate everything that follows. You become that newer version of yourself by consciously and proactively anchoring yourself in your chosen new way. This is where your power lies. A person who is being brave, for example, will walk across a shaky bridge even if she has fearful thoughts. She is being the person she committed to be. Her brave way of being directs her thoughts and feelings rather than her thoughts and feelings directing her. That is, being brave directs her to take steps forward rather than relying on the act of taking steps to create a sense of bravery. She is creating bravery ahead of time. All of the doing that follows stems from your chosen way of being. When taking responsibility in this step, you don't want your doings to dictate your being, but rather your chosen way of being should dictate your doings. Okay, so of course, this excerpt from my book is part of a larger conversation on doing versus being versus having, but I think you probably get the idea. Basically, what my friend did for the first time in her life, I think, was consciously choose who she wants to be. I think she told me she's never done that before. And from that place of being, she did what a person who is being those things does. I'm so grateful my friend gave me permission to share this story with you, and I am super excited to share with you the results of the study one year from today. I do have one more quick example for you. This is from a client of mine named Joe, who gave me permission to use her story. She recently found herself in a situation in life that was nearly unbearable with her mother living in another country whose health was failing, and her sister, who lives near her mother, as the sole caretaker, and my friend working full-time, she was finding herself in a really difficult bind. In the past, she would have just struggled through all of this until she was either ill or pretended to be because she couldn't admit her weaknesses at work. This time, she got clear and wrote an email to her bosses to let them know that while she would be continuing to work, she would also be focusing her attention more on her mother, even if it's from a distance, whether that's phone conversations with her or her sister, in order to feel that she could be as supportive as possible, given that she can't travel during COVID. She got clear and chose to be calm, responsible, and caring before sending the email to her bosses. In the past, she showed up as being anxious or overwhelmed or needy. But now, getting clear, she stepped into the shoes of someone else entirely and she manifested being that person. 
Joe did such an amazing job modeling for herself and me and the others in the group, and now you, my listeners, on how it's possible to become someone that you aren't. It starts with stating who it is you want to be, and then simply giving yourself the opportunity to be it. You truly can be anyone you want to be. You simply need to start with a thought and create that future ahead of time, and then show up that way. The only reason you wouldn't be able to do this is because of a thought you may have. Once you get unstuck from that thought, anything is possible. So my dear listeners, who is it that you want to be in the world? What are three ways of being that you want to be in your life that you might not be now? And what would you look like if you were being that person? Where in your life could you show up in those ways? I encourage you to be playful. Let your life be like a playground. Be curious. Try things out. Show up in ways that you wouldn't otherwise. Be childlike. Let people see other sides of you. Enjoy the ride as you become the person that you truly want to become. It's your life. Why not enjoy it as you go on creating? Thank you so much for listening today. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And as always, I look forward to living deliberately together with you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Living Deliberately Together podcast. It is my honor and privilege to be able to show up here each week for you. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to start applying this work to your life, you have to check out the Living Deliberately Blueprint. It's my online self-paced course, which will teach you my tools and everything you need to know about living deliberately. Head over to my website, shiragura.com for more details. I look forward to starting this amazing journey with you.